Before I begin, I just want to state that since very little is actually known about the actual recording process, I'm going off of what I could find, both in article format and lyrical dissection, as well as the album itself. Some statements may overgeneralize, some may not cover the entire truth. I did my very best to frame everything in a proper manner, and if I accidentally offend, I apologize. That being said, let's dive in. Artists don't usually intend to make art based on their trauma. Sure, it may be lingering in the back of their minds, but I see it more as a form of understanding and processing, especially in light of the harsh realities which they have been handed. Pain turns into beauty. But what is that beauty exactly? Beauty is, as everyone knows, subjective. It can look abstract and obscure. It can sound like orchestral suites, piano ballads, or harsh synths. Radiohead's A Moonshape Pool is not an easy album to listen to, let alone decipher. From the beginning strings of Burn the Witch to the final haunting lines of True Love Waits, Tom York and crew craft an auditory experience that is, at its lowest level, deeply human, or better yet, an accurate representation of life itself. While that may seem pompous at first, it's important to understand the context surrounding the album's creation, the instrumentation behind the recording, and the themes presented throughout the project's lengthy but never demanding 53-minute runtime. Let's start with the circumstances. Radiohead, more than any other artist in recent history, has proven time and time again that they can consistently reinvent their sound and persona for each era. While 1997's OK Computer was more rock-focused and loosely narratively driven, Radiohead's 2000 release, Kid A, was dominated by electric synths, an overarching storyline, and a focus on feel rather than lyrical content. Both are highly regarded within the music community, and it's hard to disagree with the almost universal praise of both albums. Both move the sonic plate of rock and alternative music in ways unbeknownst to previous artists. Both contain painful yet realistic sonic palettes, which are complemented by York's unusual yet soothing vocals. And at their very core, both albums are simply enjoyable to listen to, which above all else should be enough to even the most basic fans. While I love In Rainbows and appreciate the majority of songs on The King of Limbs, especially Kodak's and the From the Basement performance, both of which are phenomenal and definitely worth checking out if you have the time. I want to focus primarily on the production of 2016's A Moonshaped Pool, my favorite Radiohead release. Not much is known exactly about the creation of A Moonshaped Pool, in fact, when asked about the recording experience, guitarist Ed O'Brien told Rolling Stone, quote, We weren't in a position to really talk about it when it came out. We didn't want to talk about it being quite hard to make. We were quite fragile and we needed to find our feet. He then went on to say later in the interview, I don't want to talk about it anymore if that's all right. I feel like the dust hasn't settled. It was a hard time. Tom York later told Q Magazine that he expected the album to be received poorly, adding that he feels like the only people who cherish the music anymore are the people making it. There's something to be said about the struggle behind creating art. From the beginning of time, artists have used suffering within their personal lives to influence their creative output. Van Gogh, Goya, Kahlo, and lately, Bowie, Winehouse, and Cohen all utilize their own traumatic experiences and transform them into art in their respective forms. Radiohead follows this trend. York, shortly before the creation of the album, separated from his wife of 23 years. She later died a few months after the album's release from an undisclosed form of cancer. Separation and later death of a loved one is not an easy process. It can take months, years, decades to come to terms with. 
and I can only imagine how difficult it would be to relive the breakup every time I stepped into the studio. Not only was that pressing on their minds, but the artists were also dealing with moving on. While they loved working together, and I'm sure they still do, Johnny, Ed, Colin, Philip, and Tom were finding success in other areas, and hadn't collectively decided to work on another album in years. Separation, estrangement, and maturation all play a key part in the development of this album, and that's why I devoted such a large chunk to discuss it. There is no a moonshade pool without them. It's like baking a cake without flour or eggs. When it comes to the actual album itself, one must take into account how it sounds and how it feels instrumentally. Rather than lead completely into one sound or the other, Radiohead decides to embrace various sonic palettes. Beautiful orchestral suites accompany Tom York's iconic, graceful voice over half of the tracks on the album. Electronic elements are effortlessly blended into more acoustic-focused, down-to-earth songs. Roland T-808 drum machines can find themselves matched with Johnny Greenwood's electronic guitar in some of the later tracks on the album. Instead of solely focusing on one or two sounds, Radiohead embraces the sounds of their past, present, and future in a way that they, in my opinion, could not have done any better. It's the perfect amalgamation of more than 20 years of soundscaping. It takes components from each of their releases, song structure and rock from their early releases and OK Computer, electronic and ambient noise from Kid A, In Rainbows and The King of Limbs, orchestration from Johnny's work on films with Paul Thomas Anderson and more. It's Radiohead at its best and most mature. Yes, this album could have been a massive failure. On paper, the mixture of these sounds simply doesn't work. It sounds too abstract and disorienting. And at moments it can be, but I believe that's what they were intending. It's anxiety-filling and off-putting. It draws you into a realm that is both unique and ultimately human. Instead of glorifying life, it places it on the ground floor and demands that you observe. And I don't mean that in a negative way. The dichotomy in sound reflects this notion because, well, life isn't typically one sound. You have moments of sadness, resembled by string instruments and piano chords. Angst, heard through drum machines, synthesizers, and guitar strings, and so much more. Emotional complexity is broken down into listenable, easy-to-understand tracks, thus revealing the general human experience. You don't need a huge lyric breakdown sheet to understand what he is discussing, because the words Tom sings and the sounds the band play are, at their very core, the root of the human experience. The final portion I want to discuss revolves around the themes presented in Radiohead's latest album. Moonshade pulls abstract. Tom York writes his lyrics in an unconventional way, to say the least. On the surface, it's as if a crazy person began to sputter words out of thin air, and if that turns you away from the album, I'd be a tad disappointed, but I can understand why. But then again, Tom has never been one to force you to understand any of it. He won't shove it down your throat, or really help you consume it either. At its core, I believe Radiohead simply says things to say things. They're making music for themselves, and we are there to enjoy and analyze. From the Wikipedia page, okay, yes, I used the Wikipedia page, but I thought they interpreted the album interestingly, so I'm going to talk about it. They state the album deals with three main topics, climate change, groupthink, and heartbreak. So let's start at first and foremost with climate change, which I believe is the least strong of the three. Sure, there are theories out there claiming the title to be somewhat prophetic, as in the world being surrounded by water. While I don't entirely believe in this theory, I won't dismiss it either. 
I won't dismiss it because, well, none of the band members have elaborated on it, and two, it very well may be. There's no denying that the planet is warming, ice caps are melting, and water levels are rising. Climate change is a real threat, and must be dealt with and discussed. Radiohead is definitely not a band afraid of discussing real threatening issues to our planet. They have done so in the past, and I could see them doing it again, through this album and more. Within the lyrical content, there is discussion about animals here and there, such as birds and fish and Tinker Tailor Soldier, Rich Man, Poor Man, Beggar, Thief, General Damage, and attempting to change the future through our inner being within the song The Numbers. But none specifically mention anything about climate change itself, as it could just be a metaphorical. But none specifically mention anything about climate change itself, as it could just be metaphorical in nature. Let's move on. The second theme presented is the concept of groupthink. Groupthink is a psychological phenomenon that occurs when a group of well-intentioned people make irrational or non-optimal decisions spurred by the urge to conform or the belief that dissent is impossible. That's from Psychology Today. This concept is not new to Radiohead and especially their music. While it is discussed consistently, they typically have a negative outlook on it, which is probably the best way to observe it. See, this is because groupthink leads to and even promotes conformity. Conformity, at its root, is the enemy of creativity. If you don't take my word for it, ask George Orwell. The Numbers' conclusion exposes the idea of deconstructing conformity and dismantling the system. The song Daydreaming talks about blindly serving under a greater being and being lost in their trance without questioning the authority's background. Glass Eyes discusses concrete gray faces in a frightening new land. No one specifically stands out, and no one will. Is this partially due to Tom's anxiety? Well, yes, but it also shows how society has evolved to the point where uniqueness is now a rarity, or rather, a commodity, depending on the way you look at it. Finally, heartbreak and loneliness are without a doubt the most prevalent themes throughout the album. For example, just look at the main course of Identikit. York repeats, broken hearts make it rain on repeat for nearly a full minute, while also discussing the broken pieces of his relationship. This isn't the only mention of love or broken hearts on the album. In fact, the majority of the album can be interpreted as a breakup album. Almost every song features destruction of a well-established something, whether it be a relationship or not. Dex Dark features a metaphor about a head made of sand crumbling down, and ends with the following outro. When you've had enough of me, when you've had enough of me, sweet darling. On repeat until the vocals fade out, and it's only the instrumental playing out. How does one create something out of nothing? It's definitely possible, but is it right? You can continue to rebuild the sand, hoping it forms once again, but one wave and it all fades away. If there is one song that embodies this idea, as well as the theme of this portion, it would have to be True Love Waits. True Love Waits is possibly the epitome of this construct, and the truest, most realistic form of heartbreak I've ever heard in musical format. Tom's vocals construct a scene of an individual pleading with their lover to stay. They go even as far as to say that they'd abandon their livelihood, their personality, their freedom, just so they could be together and be one. He goes on to sing about the passing of time, viewing the process of processing a breakup as a state of limbo. True love waits in haunted attics, and true love lives on lollipops and crisps, at the lines that haunt me the most. I view these lines as a lover reminiscing on the past, desiring to return, but understanding that it's impossible. 
It hurts to hear, and anyone going through heartbreak knows exactly what that's like. What many people don't know is that True Love Waits was actually written in the OK Computer era. Radio has been performing it for years, but this was the only time it's been officially recorded in the studio and released. What pushed them to do it now? Who knows? Regarding the circumstances, maybe they felt it was right. Maybe they knew it was time. Personally, I don't know why a moonshade pool calls to me. It may be because it was the right album that I needed at this point in my life, or maybe it's just because I simply like how it sounds. It's a fascinating piece of art that digs into the soul and forces you to pick up the pieces left over. Instead of telling you about depression or loneliness or however many themes are presented throughout, Radiohead instead makes the music personal. Through the haunting tunes, they force you to reconcile with your thoughts, your regrets, your past, your what-could-have-beens, and your present situation. Rather than place you into fantastical worlds or dystopian futures, they plant you firmly into the here and the now. It isn't about glamour. It's about accepting you for whoever you may be. Maybe you're the helpless romantic of true love waits, or the anxious traveler searching for their purpose in glass eyes. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're still Kid A, longing for a brighter future. Maybe you're still stuck in the robotic world of OK Computer. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's alright to wander in the past and dream about the future sometimes. But when you're ready to return, you will need to be prepared for the dangers ahead. Climate change, heartbreak, groupthink, loneliness. The present is challenging, difficult, and will face you head on. While it may break you down and tear you apart, make sure to take some time to explore. Go to a nearby park, appreciate and take care of the nature within your area, and take a moment to look at your reflection in a source of water. Know you are worth it. Know you are here, you are now, and you will get past it. Whether it's by looking at your piece of water, your brightly lit puddle, or, you know, a moon-shaped pool. I'll leave it there. What are your thoughts on Radiohead or a moon-shaped pool? Feel free to tweet us at Trauma Arts and let us know your thoughts. As always, if you enjoy our content, feel free to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com backslash artstrauma. Again, that's patreon.com backslash artstrauma. We have a range of new content coming your way, so make sure to follow us on whatever platform you're listening to us on and keep your eyes on the lookout. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your week and make sure to stay safe out there.